You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 28, Letting Go. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Happy New Year. What an exciting time. A fresh start to a new year. And we're now five days into 2019 when this episode airs. Woo! Have you been asked like a million times what you're going to do in 2019 or do differently or not do? Maybe more than a million, like a zillion. (laughs) It seems to be all around. Lots of emails about what to do, how to keep your resolution. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that there's lots of people thinking about how to make the year different so that we don't repeat the same things over and over again. So happy new year. Here's some updates. Craig and I have been married 23 years. 23. Absolutely amazing. I met him when I was 18, like back in the days of still having baby fat on your cheeks. (laughs) And I'm so thankful for his kindness and his generosity every single day. Next, my son and I figured it out. Like we figured out where we're going to go, what we're going to do and take a trip together. And I hit the parenting jackpot on this one. We're going to Portugal. It's going to be our trip, a place that neither of us have been. So we really get to experience it together, to learn, to explore, to enjoy and figure it out. What I'm thinking about, how to implement like truly taking 100% responsibility for everything in my life, everything, whether it goes right, whether it goes wrong, whether it's easy, whether it's not, whatever it is to really tap into the fact that I can learn, repair, grow, get over, move past, manage any emotion that comes up, serve from abundance, create soft landings for when I fall to be able to get back up. True 100% responsibility. The last episode we talked about instruction manuals. Do you remember those guides that we have on how other people should behave? like how they should run their life, how they should treat us, how they should behave around us, whatever it is, our instruction manuals for others. So after listening to that podcast, did you see anything different this past week? Like, did you identify that maybe you have some manuals for other people, your spouse, significant other, your parents, your children, regardless of their age? How about the people you work with, either coworkers or your boss, and then your friends? So pretty much all of our close relationships, there's the potential to have a manual for how that other person should be. Can you see it? Did you feel it? Did you feel that need for other people to be different for you to be comfortable? How about manuals that other people have for you? Did you see or feel that? that that's what they need to be comfortable? And did you feel a sense of reassurance after you identified it? Like, oh, that's what's going on. 
Or how about the desire to rebel? And did other people notice if you had a manual for them? And did you notice, did they want to rebel too? Like, isn't this amazing? The stuff that goes on in our minds without our conscious awareness. We create these structures, we create these manuals, these guides, and then we cement them in and we forget we did it. It just becomes normal. That's natural. That's how it is. And we create so much discomfort in our lives, especially when there's a threat to that structure. Like when the walls start to collapse, it's uncomfortable. It can even be scary. Like things are changing and we forget, oh man, those walls, that was really all optional. If you haven't listened to podcast 27, consider doing so before going through this episode. It'll probably make more sense because we're really building on from that last episode. So as a refresher, the instruction manual, that's our guide to how other people should be around us. We think it's for their own good. It's really for our own good. It helps to relieve our discomfort. It eases our thinking. And perhaps it brings out less judgment or no judgment when people follow that manual. The instruction manual, that was really designed so that everyone could be happy. That's what we think it's really going to take for everyone to be at ease or to thrive or have these great lives. But in fact, what it does It creates our own pain and suffering. And that gets transferred over to other people because we give away our power. And we focus on changing our circumstances on what other people must do for us to be happy rather than see ourselves and our thinking as the source of our emotions. So here's the problem with instruction manuals. Nobody has to follow them. Adults, they get to be or do or say whatever they want. It's a problem if we require the circumstances to be different for us to feel a certain way. Those instruction manuals too, they're really about control, controlling what others do or say, how they act. And then assuming that once that happens, we're going to feel a certain way about them, for them, towards them. And wow, It is so easy to withhold positive emotion, to withhold connection when people aren't following that guide and to justify it. So sadly, we really hold ourselves back. We don't share love or admiration or respect. Sometimes we don't share our help or our resources. We expect people to pay forward, to pay in advance, and then, then we can share, which is rather manipulative even if we didn't intend it to be that way. So be very clear, instruction manuals for other people, they do not make the relationship stronger. They introduce hiding, shame, they're manipulative, they bring about entitlement and create blame. We start blaming others, well, if they would just listen, there wouldn't be a problem. If they would just do this, then there wouldn't be, do you see what I mean? They strain relationships and create rebellion. And they really maintain a fixed mindset. It can only be this way. It has to be this way. All unnecessary. So ideally you are seeing or starting to see how much of an impediment this is to true growth, to a real friendship, a real relationship, and even a perfectly imperfect relationship. You know when our emotional lives are most healthy? It's when they're tied to our own behavior. Because that's where our power is at. 
And when we direct that power in the way that we think is right, it's amazing. Today's episode is about letting go of those manuals. So first, it's essential to recognize that you have them because you do. You're human. Then, recognize who you have them for because you do. You're human. And finally, to see how they are impacting that relationship because they are. This is part of how we have grown or how we've developed or our cultural norms. So we all have them and it's a matter of deconstructing them. But first you got to see that they're there and who they're there with and how it's playing out. And then you got to decide, Hey, I don't like those results. I don't like how I treat so-and-so. I don't like how I feel about this. That's the part that's ready for change. So letting go means really understanding that other people's behavior is not responsible for how we feel. We are. You'll notice that just because somebody follows a manual, it doesn't mean we're going to feel better. We think it will. We think that's going to make us feel better. But the truth is, it may or may not. It may or may not create positive emotion just because it's in the manual. Have you ever known somebody who's done something really amazing, like exciting? Maybe they lost a whole bunch of weight. They really took control of their lives. And then have you seen the effect on other people around them? Some will be joyous and others are going to be sad or angry. So because one person made some positive changes in their lives doesn't mean the people around them are necessarily going to feel good. Some of them are going to feel bad. And it has nothing to do with the person who lost the weight or the person who made those changes. And I use this to really demonstrate that because other people do something in their lives does not mean it's going to have a positive effect on us. Even if that's what we wanted, even if we thought it could. So we can never rely on other people to create how we feel. They can't possibly create our experience because it's all in our minds. You'll notice that when we rely on somebody to follow that instruction manual, we're really labeling the behavior that we want them to take. So let's say I want my husband to bring home flowers. And I want that because it'll show that he loves me. So on the days he does it, oh, he loves me. The day he doesn't do it, or he forgot, he doesn't care about me. That's the instruction manual. Some pretty big stakes, right, on the action of bringing home flowers. But what if, what if I already knew that he loves me? What if that question was answered and flowers have nothing to do with his love for me? They don't represent anything about the relationship. They may be fun. They may add joy. They may make our home smell different or look different. They may prompt memories of the past when it's happened. And that's all totally different than me relying on feeling love from him or towards him based on flowers or not. So I'm really tying that action, that behavior. I'm making it mean or tying his love towards me, which is pretty unfair. Losing the manual means taking complete responsibility for how we feel all the time. It doesn't mean we have to change it. We simply have to acknowledge that it's there and why it's there. Because that's how we maintain our personal power. 
that power that we can direct any way that we want, that power that's going to create results for us. It also means that we can choose differently if we want. We can choose relationships, the ones that serve us well, the ones that serve others well, that replenish energy and build courage and provide warmth and comfort and joy, that even help to carry the burdens of real living. Choose those relationships rather than choosing relationships where the other person has to be different. We can also choose boundaries within a relationship. This is what I'll tolerate. This is what I won't. And when I don't tolerate it, this is what I'm going to do. All from the point of maintaining personal power. If we need somebody else to be different in the relationship, we don't have a real relationship. We aren't seeing that person and we're not allowing them to see us. So I have manuals. I've got an office full of them. (laughs) And here's one. This is not going to be surprising. I've got one for my son and it's thick. We'll look at one of the chapters in this manual. It's how he should behave in the car. He should make conversation, entertain me, notice what I'm noticing, and be interested in what I'm interested in. Because if he does those things, it really shows that he cares and he loves me and I'm a great mom, right? No pressure. Whew, is that controlling behavior or what? His car behavior does not determine anything about the quality of my parenting. Forcing him to be a certain way, which he doesn't want to be, for me to be comfortable is so unfair. That's total manual. And there is freedom with me letting go of that instruction manual. Meaning he can be however he wants to be. He can be himself. And I can be myself. And I can be interested in whatever it is. And I can chat if I feel like chatting or sing if I feel like singing. And really just let go on how he has to respond. Because I'm good with me. I'm going to be a lot more fun to be around, ditching that manual. He may even want to talk more. (laughs) So one section in the parenting manual. You may be wondering, do the lines get blurred when it comes to being a parent? Maybe. You can have standards for behavior, like whatever is part of your family's values or culture or traditions or faith. You can have standards. And when those standards aren't met, there's consequences. But standards are different than the instruction manual. That instruction manual is requiring somebody else to be different or requiring them to do certain things so that we feel better. And when we do that, we really give our power away. We expect or rely on others to really behave differently to create how we feel or how we want to feel. And when it doesn't happen, it's personal. We're bruised. We're salty because of that emotional response. Standards and consequences don't have an emotional response, or at least not in the same way. So if it seems very blurred, look at the thinking that's around it and see where it's coming from. Me relying on my son to behave a certain way so that I feel better, that's an instruction manual. Me requiring my son to behave a certain way because that's our family's values, and that's the standards, that's different. That's not personal. That's, there's consequences if you don't do it because this is what we do and this is who we are. It's the same in leadership. 
So having standards and expectations and consequences for performance and keeping that clean and clear. Needing an employee to be different because of how I feel and how I feel around them, that's different. That's an emotional response. It may not seem clear right now, or it may seem very blurred when you think about specific situations. A good rule of thumb is to look at how you feel. And if you're having an emotional response, to really see where that's coming from, to see where your power is at, and determine, was this a clear standard or expectation? Or is this something that I am really needing to feel better? And if you don't know, work through it. What about if we want other people to do things or say things? We can ask. And that's it. We can ask. And if they do, great. And if they don't, great. Whatever their response is, that doesn't determine our emotional happiness. Others have the right and the freedom to live their lives. And we never have to control or manipulate them for our well-being. So why do relationships fail? Unspoken expectations, inability to see the other person, relying on other people to feel good, to make us feel good, and maybe just feeling bad in the meantime. They fail because of hiding, reliving the same hurts, holding grudges, not addressing conflict, rebelling, rebelling against what others want from us. So let's go to the flip side. Why do relationships succeed? Enjoying the experience adding value, sharing joy, creating something greater, feeling important and valued or treasured, and having opportunities to grow. I'm going to choose to invest in the relationships that will succeed, or at least I'm going to add those components and give the relationship a better chance and find the people that are willing to do the same. Here's the great news. You're in charge all the time, of how you feel and what you think and what you want to do or give or be part of, where you invest your time and your money. You're in charge of all of that and your happiness comes from you. Your unhappiness comes from you as well. And if you're experiencing it, look at where it's coming from and the thinking behind it. Sometimes people want to place blame. Oh, I'm unhappy. It's all my fault. I don't see it that way. I'd encourage you to not see it that way as well. If you're unhappy, take the next step and look at the thinking behind it and identify what's mine to own. Maybe it's okay to be unhappy for a while or to give that unhappiness, give it a different term. Is it grief, sadness, isolation, loneliness? What is it and where is it coming from? And when you start to see that, you'll start to see your power and you can shift over to regaining that power. So whatever emotion we're experiencing, it comes from us and our thinking. When we release the rules for others, we really get to see them, hear them, and grow with them. And you know what else happens? We start to see when people are uncomfortable or hiding And we see why it's not working out. And then we can be part of their experience and just say it, just address it. I notice you're not following through with this. Is it something you want to talk about? I notice when the subject comes up, you really shut that down quickly. 
Is there some way that we can explore it or some way to be helpful for you? I notice when I bring this up about me, you shut down. Is this an area that's off limits? So it's really taking responsibility. It's addressing what we see and finding out where are the boundaries? Where are the areas of discomfort? Where are the areas that we can grow? How can we have a deeper relationship? People will think that you have a superpower once you do that. Clear, honest communication. Superpower. You don't have to change others to feel better. You can believe that others are entitled to behave any way they want. And if something is important to you, you can take care of it. It's your experience. If I want flowers, I can buy them. And I can know that my husband loves me. I don't have to control his behavior to experience that love. If you throw out the instruction manual, it may seem like you're going to have to work harder. You're doing the tasks that you've expected others to do automatically. Or you're reaching out to friends. You're making things happen. But you know what? There's no drama in that. You simply decide and do. And then based on your results, you get to continue choosing. Choosing what's important, choosing where to put your energy, where to put your time. And you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You also will have discernment on what to keep doing and clarity. I enjoy this. I want to. I'm going to continue to. This doesn't fit anymore. You'll also start to have such gratitude for people who do things willingly, maybe that you didn't even notice. And you'll be amazed at what people choose to do because they're free to do it rather than being emotionally manipulated. So this week ahead, I challenge you to keep a list of the manuals that you carry, who you have them for, and see how often it's coming up. Write it down. That's how you're going to deconstruct that current operating system is when you're noticing it, you're seeing how it comes out, and then you're making a conscious decision to either continue or to let it go. Think about the context that you apply to other people's behavior and the thoughts it brings up for you. How can you let it go and start to enjoy the person as they are? And if you're in a position of responsibility as a parent, a leader, a boss, how can you enforce the standards without an emotional response? To keep it very clean and very clear. This is a standard. These are the consequences. This is emotional freedom. And it's a gift that you can give yourself. It's not common. Most people are not doing this. But you know what? You're not most people. And I have full faith and confidence that you can drop those instruction manuals and create more phenomenal in your life. You'll also notice that taking the drama out of other people's behavior will open up time and energy in your own life. And it is totally worth celebrating. So I'm sending you a high five and all my best. Happy New Year. Are you ready to take this work deeper? To go farther in your life? To move closer towards those dreams? That's what I do. I coach professional women who want exactly that. Message me, dina at georgemdcoaching.com and let's set up a discovery call.